So where were we? We're back to the 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 deal. Um, I own the property now, and now it's time to fix the property up. So I've got all my paperwork in place. My goal is to sell the property, sell our finance down the road to someone else at a higher interest rate than I'm paying right now and a higher dollar amount than I'm paying right now. That gives me a nice profit margin. And basically, I would be able to pull my down payment back out through selling the property and requiring a down payment from the new, the new owner and borrower. Renovations. I was renovating at that time probably four or five properties simultaneously with an office staff of three with a construction crew of, I don't know, maybe 10 at that time. You know, construction crews are typically general contractors and um, uh, subcontractors and their crews. And I manage the general contractor he manages the subcontractor, subcontractor manages the crew, and you know, I, I go and make inspections on the property. So I have multiples working. And then I found a house that we planned on moving into, another property I bought. I bought it, did some of the renovation myself. My wife and my son on the weekends periodically would come in and you know we would come up with ideas and plans and draw things out and figure these things out as we go and kind of see, you know, we open up this wall and say, okay, we're gonna make the bedroom, we're gonna make the bathroom this size, we're gonna make the the closet this size, so on and so forth. So we customized everything, and so we were, we were there, and I was spending a good amount of time with that, plus I was busy with my crews, and I was making, you know, making uh, having appointments, buying other properties, wholesaling properties, um, making negotiations on, on uh, with partnerships and you know doing everything I'm doing in my normal course of business. So I was plenty busy. This property, um, I found a guy that worked, that lived right across the street from this other property that I was working, uh, that I was renovating on Draybrook. And this was out really close to SeaWorld in San Antonio and really nice little neighborhood. And uh, you know, I wanted to downsize for my larger house at the time. I ultimately ended up downsizing, but I I want, but I didn't end up staying at this house. What I ended up doing is, especially because I had a hard money construction loan on it, and you know I could I could refinance at the end. But um, I just decided to stay in my larger, more expensive house. And um, God, our house was just so big. It, it just it was just a waste of money to me because where you live is a debt. It's not an investment until you sell it down the road if you have appreciation. But, you know, you're going to want to do things and make improvements and continue to update and, and add and you put in a pool and you know, it's your home. You know, it's, it's, it's less of an investment and more of a debt. So it's kind of it's better, in my opinion, to have less expense, especially as you're building a business. There's going to be unexpected costs that go out there. Lessons learned in the past I've talked about. Maybe I'll talk about these again in the future. You know where my uh, my eyes were too big, uh, or bigger than my stomach, and that, and I was taking down stuff that you know in hindsight that, uh, that was out of my focus, and I should have stayed away from certain things. This big house was one, and I was like, eh, I'm so tired of spending all this money every month on the house, and it's nice and everything, but I'm only using half the house. I mean, the house isn't even fully furnished. If I fully furnished that house, 
it would be a hundred thousand dollars or more just in furnishings but anyway um yeah we wanted to downsize so we were building out this house and i was like you know this is the plan i'm we're gonna move here the house is maybe 2300 square feet my other house was 4,000 square feet plus a massive garage and an office space in there and the pool and tons of oak trees and you know all this stuff two big air conditioners more than we need i have one son and my wife and a couple dogs and that's it i don't need this massive house that that is more suited for somebody with a family of five or ten or six so you know it's just us three we just didn't didn't need it but anyway so i met the guy that lived across the street because i was there so often you know making design changes and you know things I don't normally do with an investment property. Investment property, I typically have a, a, a channel, or not channel, I have a plan that that is drawn out and figured out day one, and we stick with it. If things come up that must change the, the plan, then we make those adjustments as we go, but it's, it's much more methodical and not emotional at all. This one was emotional decisions. So I'm there, I'm hanging out, I'm doing some work, and family's there and you know we're kind of doing our thing i met this real nice guy across the street one of my contractors uh hired another guy uh to do some of his work and he didn't turn out and so i fired him on the job and it was this whole mess and he thought he was due a certain amount of money that i did not make agreements to and so i needed to sit with him and he needed to show me everything he did to validate this cost and then i wrote him a check turned this whole big deal anyway and it turned you know we were arguing in the street and uh it, you know the neighbor saw that and after after they left and we paid um i talked to the neighbor and you know he was sharing his stories and we just became fast friends at that moment and so um he was a contractor you know he did work um and so his brother came over and helped finish out some stuff that that was left behind that i didn't want to deal with and um, kind of fill in the gap from that whole scenario that I just described. So I said, hey, why don't you go over to Artiago and work on the house? Well, he did. And what happened though, in this one, is that he apparently um, had, you know, a marriage problem uh, and needed to move out of his house. I made a mistake of tolerating him um, staying there a couple of nights at the property he was renovating until he found suitable living arrangements or went back to his house. He ended up staying a lot more often than I knew. And I discovered him there with multiple people having like a little party. I'm like, this is not working out. You guys need to leave. Everyone has to go. And, you know, I'm kicking people out on a Saturday in the middle of this you know, neighborhood that has a relatively higher higher crime rate over there and you know i'm playing police wasn't fun but um that that relationship did not work out so i had to fire him at that point and i do have a big heart so i had an apartment that i let him move into and fix up because the people just trashed the apartment and so i let him go in there and fix that up and he did and he ended up moving out later on and found other arrangements. But it, it was something I shouldn't have got involved with. Kind of crossed over to personal because I felt bad. And he told me the story. And, 
you know, he did help me out in a pinch too, and so I wanted to help him out, so on and so forth, but yeah. So I hired other crew to finish out our Tiago, had it done. And then one of my students at the time was a guy that, that was a teacher, and he wanted to quit his high school teaching job. He was 29 at the time. He wanted to quit his high school teaching job to invest full-time. At that point, he already bought a property from me. I did sell, I did give him a second lien on, on a property that helped him do get his construction handled, and I gave him one of my good contractors to go and do the work on the house, and then I was always helping him out, talking with him, and you know, we go look at houses. I actually, you know, went on a couple appointments of his appointments to help him get deals. And then, you know, I really took him under my wing, as I would if it, he was my brother. And and I don't normally do that, but I did with him. And it, there was no cost involved. It wasn't, uh, you know, this wasn't a consulting gig. This was just me helping him out. So anyway, he returned a favor. He is bilingual, and he was hustling, trying to find um, seller finance deals i wrote a book on or pamphlet really it, it was about 100 some odd pages on how to buy houses subject to existing financing so that was his that was his uh, uh, angle you know i did i've done sub twos i own some sub twos i don't do sub twos too often there are risks with those as well in terms of the notes not being yours and if they get called due and there's problems but we'll, we'll discuss that in some other some other uh podcast but um, at any rate, that was his gig. That was what he was doing at the time. So he knew a lot of people in the area that wanted to buy houses that are not quite credit qualified, but make good income and have a down payment. And in that neighborhood, um, it, it made perfect sense. Um, he's first generation from Mexico. Uh, he's bilingual. The people that bought the house were first generation as well, did not speak English. And that turned out really well. He ended up getting a deal for me for $92.5. I probably gave him $1,000, $1,500 as well. Plus, he got the experience. And he helped me out with that. So I didn't have an agent or agent's fees. And there were no commissions paid, no expenses on that end. And I ended up selling the house to them. And they put a certain amount down. And um, I think it was maybe about $11,000 down. I think that's what it was. And so we we continued with that path for about a year and a half and then they asked us if we can refinance sell the house rather transfer and uh, transfer the ownership to the people that bought the house to their family member and wife um the the family member and wife um uh, that were actually living there which i didn't know and which was fine with me and it's not my business but they actually were renting it from them and they wanted to own it so i did we refinanced or well, not refinanced but we we uh, allowed them to um have instant approval on an, on a new note uh no money down in this case because the other one i'm basically just transferring it and i charged more so the note went up eight or nine thousand dollars now it basically went up from normal appreciation not even normal appreciation really inflation i mean just just i think i bumped it up five percent something like that 
but uh, at any rate, um, I got a higher monthly payment. I also charged a higher interest rate. So I was make, I'm making a good interest rate on it and a 30 year note. So now the new owners are there. They've made improvements in terms of like doing insulation on the walls and they may have done other stuff on the inside of the house, but I drive by periodically, you know, once a year or something like that. Um, and it looked great. Landscaping's nice, clean. They painted it again. I painted it one color. They painted it another. I could see that there's there's pride of ownership there. So I'm really happy, and they're making their payments for I don't know about a month, and then uh, they got behind, and then they caught up, and got behind again, and then they caught up. It became this yo-yo thing. So I started charging the fees that I'm allowed to charge. I have a payment company that handles the escrow which is the insurance taxes and the mortgage payment they also issue the payment to my lender on the property because remember for mary i borrowed uh, 42.5 and i still owe that so right now i think i probably owe about twenty-eight thousand dollars on the house at this time but i'm still continuing to pay her off and pay her down on the note and so that's, I always pay her on time. She, if these guys do not pay or late, it does not affect her at all. I always pay her on time. If these guys never paid again and then destroyed the house and it burnt to the ground, I would still pay my payments until the point of hopefully that insurance would pick up the bill and, and you know, balance everything out and get her paid in full. But I am always responsible for her, to her, regardless of what my borrower, um, pays or does not pay so i ended up 